Coog's house. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. I, I can see you. Can you see me? I, I can see you. Can you see me? I can see you. Can you see me? You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs Daily Podcast, or your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Angel. They had to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan, just a hater can step by. Please be sure to hit subscribe and download the podcast each day for the latest on the Cougs all year long. If you're subscribed, our show should pop up on your feed each day, so you can make sure to make Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. And welcome to the YouTube channel. We're excited to be at Locked On Cougs on YouTube and get things up and running. It's nice to be able to see one another, honestly. It's nice to be able to interact with your comments and much, much more. A lot more coming at you with the YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, like this video, leave a comment, etc. cetera. Uh, as for new things to YouTube videos, one thing is like every 250 subscribers or so, I'm going to give something away. There could be like a five slam jam, a t-shirt, uh, something from hughnil.com. I, I don't know. I don't know. Something. But to be eligible, you need to be commenting on videos. So be sure to hit subscribe and comment. And if you can't think of something to say, Tell us whether or not you think a hot dog is a sandwich or something like that. Now, today, we are giving you two options. Uh, here, you're going to find the full breakdown of the Houston Cougar basketball game over St. Joe's on Friday night. <coughs> yes, uh, we will in the first segment talk about like big men, Jairus Walker, Jaywan Roberts. Second segment, look at some of those small guys in you know, the guard play from guys like Jamal Shedd and Marcus Sasser, a few others as well. In the third segment, we're going to look at, look at kind of the game as a whole and tie that into tonight's game against Oral Roberts and do all of those kinds of things. If you're like, oh my God, Parker, there was a football game of the weekend. Did you hear about it? That's actually in the other video. Yes, we have two things going up for you today. So you can go check out that whole football video. I also cough through that as well, but that's up on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we talk all about the big comeback win Houston Cougars had over the Temple Owls. That's the football video. This is the basketball video. And in this first segment, we're going to have to talk about dominant big man, Jairus Walker. Now, Calling Jairus Walker as a big man feels a little short-sighted. I mean, honestly, like, he really has, you know, tremendous upside in a bunch of different areas. He is versatile defensively. He covers positions one through five with great length and explosiveness. Big, strong chest and the big guys, quick feet and little guys. On Friday, I think what stuck out was he had, like, this guard-like offensive game that really, really showed through. He had 23 points. Eight rebounds, shot 10 of 14 from the field. Um, kind of feels like the first of many games like this for him. He didn't shoot so well in the opening game, but did rebound the ball very well. And in this game, I think it was interesting that like, he had much more open shots. There was a lot of time, uh, a lot of possession throughout the game where uh, it felt like the zone meant that he got to shoot open corner threes. He has a slow release and slow action, but a very clean looking stroke. And it, it went in for him this time around, right? Um, the other thing I think there's like, Honestly, one of the big moments for him was he had these uh, three or four different floaters in the lane that showed great guard-like touch out of a guy that's just as big as strong as again Jarius is like six eight six nine listed at like two thirty and to have like that kind of touch from just outside of eight ten feet is incredible. If you can if you can do all of that and all of the guard stuff he's doing, <coughs> that's really really incredible. Um, I have to say that like he wasn't the only 
big man dominating in the game, the story of the game. Like, if you're like, what happened in the game? Like, what big thing to take away is probably not actually Jairus Roberts, even though he had the most points and was the most dominant athlete on the floor. Um, J1 Roberts, I just said Jairus Roberts, Jairus Walker, J1 Roberts had 19 points, 12 rebounds, only missed one jump shot. He did this while covering Edge Kaobina, the best player for St. Joe's, right? So he covered their best player, did a great job in doing so. On offense, went eight of nine shooting, 19 points, 12 rebounds, had a bunch of like lefty hook moves from just outside the lane. He got to that left hand like super, super easily. Like, I cannot express to you guys how like ridiculous it is that a guy that has a, such a clear, like, he leans on that left hand a lot and he got there all the time. He got there over and over and over again. And like, I, I don't know like what St. Joe's is doing. Like any tape study on J1 Roberts shows he's going left hand and like he just continued to get to it. I think that really <clears throat> kind of like I think that's credit to him, right? I, I don't want to take anything away from him and act like something didn't happen or, or whatever. Like that's all credit to him. Um the thing that both Roberts and Walker did that I think is interesting is that um, you know, back at the if you're listening to the show audio before it came to video. I talked about going to coaches clinic and hearing coach Sampson talk about how like they keep uh, track of tips. Like how many times do you touch the basketball and not get the rebound, not get the block, not get the steal, we could just touch the basketball. And I don't know what the count is because I don't have access. I'm not privy to like their internal stat keeping. Although Sampson, if you want to send me that, I'll be happy to plug it. Cause I think your team's really good. I will say though, that both Roberts and Walker had a ton of tips where they might not have gotten the rebound. It might have even gone to St. Joe's, but they are constantly touching the basketball. And that is just impressive work ethic and motor out of these two guys that play so, so hard the entire game and are frankly kind of an undersized front court in the most traditional sense, right? One guy's listed at 6'8, 6'9 on the website, and one guy's listed at 6'9 on most websites. And they're playing guys like Edge Kobina is like a seven footer. Right, like they're gonna play guys throughout the season, and like Oregon game in a couple weeks, like they're going to play seven foot guys and use their length, athleticism, and motors to get by these guys. Um, the the most ex- impressive play to me when you speak about length and motor that J one Roberts had was not some big rebound, was not some big dunk. He had a bunch of those, right? But there's a play in the like around ten minute mark of the second half where I think it was Jamal Shedd got beat off the drive on the closer to the camera side line, right? Guy's tagging the cup, takes off from right outside the lane on the right side. And J1 Roberts takes a two-step gallop and jumps up to pin one thing off the glass. And like it was a pro block. And, and I and like I don't I don't know how to like describe it without the video here. I'm not gonna pull it up and cut it. In the, it was a pro caliber block that you see a pro seven footer make. And J1 Roberts six foot nine. Like, like I, I, I don't know. Like it was just so, so clean and smooth. Um, other thing I got to plug on J1 Roberts is he had a bunch of great passes and work. You know, Reggie Chaney came in and had a big dunk right away in the first half. Reggie Chaney's a big man that came in off the bench and had a big spark of energy. We can't not talk about him and give him at least that credit for that. But I thought it was interesting to watch Jalen Roberts pass the ball with him, the high-low game. Like, Robert so seamlessly went from big man, boss man four to when Reggie Chaney came in, switching to more of a traditional, like a traditional forward outside role. And like, I, I just think that that back and forth is something that Houston's going to use a lot because they go super big with Cheney and Roberts and Walker. And then also super small with just Walker and Marks 
and and uh, Ramon Walker and Ramon Walker Jr. Like, like they have a bunch of guys and there's a bunch of guards around him and like that versatility is going to play in their hands all season long. Um, one thing that I think you know we mentioned Reggie Cheney's uh, offensive energy. Uh, I question in in the Friday night video that went I guess technically Saturday during the day. Um, and my immediate reaction after the game is because Houston also signed a like five star caliber. Californian kid named Jacob McFarland, who's 6'10, 205. If they can get this kind of production out of undersized bigs or like bigs playing a little bit bigger than themselves, what's that coaching going to look like when they get a real big guy <laughs> next year? Right. And this is 6'10, 7'3 wingspan, big, big guy coming in next year. And Jacob McFarland coming in next year only has Kugstan excited because, oh my God, are we all of a sudden a big man school? Like we have always had, like Kelvin Sampson has always been a guards guy. Are we all of a sudden going to have big men too? Like, what is that going to look like for the Cougs? And what kind of dominance is going to be like when you get a, a guy that has the upside of Jacob McFarland in? Now, I understand, like, that's not going to be a guy that plays with Jairus Walker likely because Jairus Walker is likely going to, like, also be in the NBA draft. But I, I do think that, like, the upside of a guy like Jacob McFarland has to be mentioned. And speaking of upside, uh, whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less in the grocery store, we can all agree that there's nothing fun about less. But today we're going to talk to you about Upside, which is a new way to cut back. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the Upside app. That's a, a Upside app on your Google app stores, all those kinds of things. Use promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. You can claim a free offer wherever you're buying Upside. You can check in all the businesses, pay as usual with a debit or credit card, and then you get paid. Uh, in comparison to credit card rewards or loads of programs, you're going to earn three times more rewards with cash back in Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why it has a 4.8 rating on app, on all your app stores. Download the free Upside app today. Use promo code LOCKED and get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 more. That's $5 more cash back to your first purchase of $10 more using promo code LOCKED. Now, that's not to say that there weren't great guard play, and Houston is a guard school. We talk about Upside the Bigs and like looking up at Bigs, I think feels like important or whatever. But Houston is a big guard school, right? Like it always has been, always will be. The city of Houston produces a lot of ball handlers, right? Like I guess TJ Ford didn't go to U of H, but he is a Houston kid. Like like for the entirety of my life, it feels like Houston has put out guards and watched them play. Maybe not necessarily at the U of H, but Samson's kind of flipping that script, right? And that's kind of what we got going for us. Right now, I think we got to plug a little bit about guard play at Jamal Shedd. He did just have four points. So I think like a lay person would probably look at that and be like, huh, Jamal Shedd. I thought you said he's a pro, Parker. And I think he is a pro because he had eight assists in that game on Friday night through two games. He has 16 assists, 17 assists, I'm sorry, and just two turnovers. That's truly crazy, especially when you realize the assist turnover ratio he's got when like he is the primary ball handler right like it's not like he's only doing drop-offs on pick and rolls like he's only like he is the guy dribbling the ball most like if you just counted dribbles per game he is leading the conference and leading the country in dribbles per game because he does so much with setting up houston's offense to have 17 assists and two turnovers is just 
mind-boggling. Like, like the control of the game junior point guard Jamal Shedd has to have that is just tremendous. He also is like a hound defensively. Like, I, 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 cannot, I cannot think of something more uncomfortable than being covered by Jamal Shedd over the course of a you know 40-minute basketball game. And when he's on the backside, like he's obviously up chest to chest, the guy on the ball, right? When he's on the backside, he's got great vision and hands and reaction times. He's picking balls off in the air, <coughs> lulling guys to sleep a little bit, making you think that they're open when he's really making a play on the ball. And all those things lead to fast breaks, lead to pushing the ball, and lead to those easier assist numbers, right? Um, <laughs> I thought there was one really cool play where he, he got the steal, one of his two baskets in the St. Joe's game. Got the steal, pushes it, and he gets down there. He kind of chicken wings guys left arm, like like James Harden used to do with his right arm. If you're using Rockets guy, right? Chicken wings guys left arm, and like you just see like the like veteran like strength that he has and moving the guy could have been called off in charge, but it wasn't. Um, and like in that moment, he like then gathered himself and put it off the glass for two points. And that kind of control is really like a microcosm of the way he plays the whole game, right? Um, he, he does a great job of controlling the pace. I've said this since the red and white scrimmage, if you've been listening to the show for a long, long time now, but he really does like speed up the tempo when St. Joe's is scrambling and kind of catch them off guard, but like has a great feel for like, we need a bucket right now, right? We had an 18 point lead. They've cut it to 12. We need a basket to 14 and kind of put the foot down, right? He slows things down and finds the bucket then, but also is no is like in great like shit control of things and can speed things up really really well. Um, the other like mm, I, I don't know. There's a big moment to me toward the end of the half, the first half, where like it felt like something could like. There's about a minute left and Houston's got the ball and like he's holding it for a two for one. And it's kind of like two for one here. Like like we've been running away this game. Like what are you doing? Anyway, he holds the ball for the two for one. Houston gets a basket. They come down. Houston gets a stop. And then on the step in like four seconds, he takes the ball. He gets the ball at the three-point line in the slot area. Takes two dribbles to the half court. Full like half court two-hand chest pass or bounce pass through defenders to Reggie Chady for a big dunk in the half. Uh, and like that two-on-one felt like with about a minute left, like what are you doing? And he has this whole thing played out in his head in a way that like only Kelvin Sampson point guards do. The rest of us probably don't. As far as the rest of the guard play, like Marcus Sasser had, I mean, he he took up their best defender, right? He took up a 6'6 wing defender on him, which opened up other stuff. And frankly, it's probably why Jarris Walker had such a good game. Don't don't tell people that. But the guy that I would have thought was guarding Jarris was guarding Sasser. Anyway, he, he had seven points, five assists, two steals. I thought it was interesting watching Sasser playing in the Saints Show's game is, we think of him as this tremendous scorer because he is. We think of him as a tremendous shooter because he is. But he was able to get the elbow and penetrate and pull in defensive guys. Once he got them out of rotation, kicked it out, right? And when he kicked it out, all of a sudden they get out of rotation. They're spinning. And that's how you get Walker for three in the corner. That's how you get J1 Roberts matched up on a little guy getting to his left hand, right? That's how you get those other things. And, like, I I thought that was impressive. Um, <coughs> honestly, if I'm looking at, like, the thing, oh, that was bad, huh? It, the things that I think that Sasser does really well are all scoring the basketball, right? I don't mean to say that he like doesn't do other things, but just like all, if I were going to list a checkbox of things about like why, like the Houston Rockets, like why the Houston Rockets should take him with their late first round pick they get from Milwaukee this year. 
or whatever, all those things would be scoring the basketball, right? The St. Joe's game to me was a great study, a film study on like everything else that he does. He does all the other things where he gets the elbows and spins the defense. He played tremendous defense down the stretch of this game on some very veteran guards that are frankly bigger than him. And like, that's going to be important in looking at his pro status is how does he guard guys that are bigger than him? Cause he's probably going to have to in the NBA. So listed at six one. And then I think it was interesting too, that like he never looked rattled or taken aback or off by the fact that it wasn't his night scoring the basketball, right? Like I think we think of basketball players, especially, but guys that score a lot as like, well, what do they do when they don't score? And like Sasser was like, we're, we're going to win because, <laughs> because we're good at basketball and I'll just find somebody else. Um, other guard notes I would have is like, <coughs> I'm starting to think Tremont Mark is the best third guard in America. Um, his length is so special and like he plays his role in this Houston backcourt so, so well. Uh, he's kind of a forward, kind of a wing, kind of a guard, a lot of different things. I'm wondering if he can turn into a pro, maybe I, I hope in the NBA, maybe a G League guy, but certainly like a guy I could see playing for 10 years, traveling around Europe at the very least. He's just that kind of a basketball player. Um, really cool to see Ramon, Ramon Walker shoot the ball so well. I think we all think of him as a hustle guy from his stuff a year ago. And he came in the game and hit a couple big threes, including a four point play. That was like kind of this perfectly timed dagger around the 10 minute mark of the half, the second half where like they kind of cut it to 12 and it was like, and it's like the four point play cut it to 16. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like Houston's in control of this game. That's not to say that that was the biggest moment of the game, but it certainly was one that felt like a dagger type of moment. The biggest moment of the game is going to be brought to you by Nissan. Uh, Nissan has been bringing you thrilling moments uh, each and every week. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup of Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the court for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be the like five-person steal and lob. And I've been calling it that because what you see is Robert and Mark, so J1 Roberts and Tremont Mark, double-team the ball and get it out of the guy's hands. And then you see, <coughs> sorry, it was Jamal, it was Jamal Shedd and J1 Roberts that double-team the ball, get it out of the guy's hands. And then you see Tremont Mark poke the ball loose when it's in the air, goes and dives on the floor with the ball, and as he's fl- like sliding across the floor, he flips the ball up to Sasser. Right, so that's four players so far to touch the ball. Sasser takes two dribbles and lobs it up. Uh, Jairus Walker takes down the left hand, throws that thing down. And it was just like this moment with like just under four minutes left in the second half. Like Houston was going to win the game. It was like whatever. But you got five starters playing for the number three team in America at the end of the game, still double teaming, diving on the floor, sprinting down court and fast break. Like all of those things had to happen across the board for all five starters. And like that moment was so so big to me for this season. And I think it's the most thrilling moment from the game last week. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all new frontier or modern pathfinder today available now at NissanUSA.com. Now I think that five player lob play was a killer, right? That's not to say that like there wasn't anything else that killed us in that game. But I was looking for like ways to get better after that game. I think we have to continue to work on our zone offense, right? On Monday, we talked about how, I guess it was Tuesday's show, because Monday night after the game. We looked at like how Northern Colorado was able to really kind of limit Houston's offense with the zone. 
And like it came down to like Sasser making threes. This Friday, they were able to uh, St. Joe's able to limit Houston with his own. It came on to like Jairus Walker and Ramon Walker, no relation, making threes, right? And like I think what's interesting to me is is that they're gonna have to find some way to get to the rim in these zones besides just playing great defense. Playing great defense covers up a lot of things, right? Because you'll get in the press, uh, or you're gonna you'll get them with the pressure, I should say. Put the ball out, get the ball moving, fast break offense, etc. Right in the half court, I need to see <laughs> like some more it, it, ball screening in the zone is tricky, but it's not impossible. And I think this kind of team is the team that can do it. And I, I got to get Marcus Sasser more downhill to that nail, right? The free throw lines nail. I got to get downhill to that nail more often. Um, I also think like the the length of a guy like Tremont Mark should be able to show up more uh in in the, the half court against the zone and i i wonder what they're gonna do against a good zone right um i i would zone houston too and that's just because they're so so talented and so so athletic that it feels like a way you can slow the game down um and frankly catch your breath because you're gonna spend a lot of energy on offense just to try and get the score and i i can't blame teams for zoning houston i just i want to see houston find more ways to score against a zone myself um that said, I think they're gonna have a lot of chance. To, I'd zone Houston. I think a lot of teams are gonna zone Houston. They're gonna have a lot of chance to work on it. Um, this is a twenty game, twenty point game early. I guess they did cut it to like twelve or fourteen at one point in the second half, but it fairly quickly got sent back out to 18, 20 in that range. And I think as you're looking at this, all things for Houston right now are like tuning up for the Oregon game next weekend, right? Um, that's a big, big matchup against a team with a couple five-star recruits they brought in themselves. <coughs> Houston did a pretty good job of handling that game. Ooh, ooh, ooh. having trouble with that one, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, he, <coughs> Houston did a pretty good job of that game last last year, but I feel like Houston's going to continue to struggle with these zones. And if I'm Oregon, I'm going to take their big five-star big men and try and like disrupt that back line with some length. And Houston's going to continue to tune up for that with Oral Roberts Monday night. Now, <clears throat> Oral Roberts is bringing back a pretty good team. They have a lot of returners from last year's team. And last year's Oral Roberts team surprised a couple power five teams. Right, Ohio State lost to them. Uh, they, they, again, also surprised Florida last season. Um, they got some really great shooting guys. They can really spread you out and shoot the ball over the top of you. And bluntly, they've got six Houston area kids that didn't get offered by Houston. I bet they're coming into Houston Monday night ready to play. Uh, they've got a bunch of older kids, guys that are in their fourth, fifth, even sixth year, right? Like, I bet that's the kind of thing where Houston's really, really like – it's going to be a home crowd. I, I get all that. But, like, also, Or Roberts' kid, those six Houston kids are going to have their families and friends in the stands. And also, Or Roberts is just in Tulsa. This is the biggest game on their schedule for a long time. I I bet they have a lot of guys there. <laughs> like, I, I, I bet this is the kind of thing where they're going to see a lot of guys in uh, on the road in Houston for this game. Houston has... The Oral Roberts game, if you're listening to this Monday morning, tonight to get ready for. Um, then they play Texas Southern on Wednesday. And this is all, again, building up to a big matchup with Oregon next weekend. Um, as far as looking at like what Oral Roberts has done so far, 
Uh, they lost to St. Mary's by eight in what looks like a very tightly contested game. Houston gets to play St. Mary's and Fort Worth in a couple weeks. And so, like, that feels like, you know, if they were competitive with St. Mary's, and St. Mary's is kind of one of the bigger non-conference games on Houston's schedule, or Roberts could be a tough contest tonight. Um, they beat some team named John Brown pretty bad. I don't think in looking up what I can, I'm having trouble finding because John Brown into the bass. I don't think it's a Division One school, um, but they beat them pretty, pretty bad, as they should, right? And so, like, they have the ability to put, like, in that game, they put up 95 points. They have the ability to put up a lot of points if you let them. And I think Houston's defense is strong. I bet they don't break 70. But the deal will be is, like, if if they shoot the ball well enough to get over 70 and they slow Houston down, like, what's that game look like? We'll be talking about it all Monday night long, though. You can find me on Twitter at Painsworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512. I'll be watching that game and tweeting out frustrations or whatever my thoughts are throughout the game. I hope not a lot of frustrations all night long. So make sure you find me at on Twitter at Painsworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512. I'll also be putting out links to the show all week, including links to our recap. I'll probably record that Monday night after the game, so you get that Tuesday morning in your feed. So if you subscribe and download, make sure you hit subscribe right now. Hit download right now, so it can all pop up in your feed. Tomorrow, we can talk about the aftermath of the Oral Roberts game. We're also going to talk some about TSU on Wednesday. We're also going to talk some about previewing more football on Thursday and Friday. So get ready for more Cougs all week long. Make sure. Thank you so much for making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. We're honored to be your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, I'm going to recommend, if you don't want to go listen to the other episode of Locked on Cougs that came out just now, I'd recommend going to Locked on Rockets. Jackson Gallon is doing a great job covering a rebuilding team here in the H. So shout out to Jackson that crew. Make sure you go check out that show as well. Locked on Cougs is a proud member of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Go Cougs!